0: You're listening to AIB Market Talk, bringing you financial market insights from AIB's experts. Hello and welcome to our monthly podcast covering the October releases of the AIB Irish Manufacturing and Services PMIs. My name is Cornel Canaan from AIB Treasury and I'm joined today by Oliver Mangan, AIB Chief Economist. Morning Ollie. Starting with the AIB Ireland Manufacturing PMI, how did the Irish manufacturing sector perform in October? Well, there
1: was a further deterioration in business conditions in the sector in October. Uh, the headline index came in below 50 at 48.2, so anything below 50 is a contraction activity. Uh, in reality, in the last year, going back to last October, November of last year, the index has been in around 50 or below 50, uh, and really what we're seeing is a continuation of that trend. Um, the index reading was below that we saw in oh, September, but above that in the previous three months. But they're around the sort of same level, so it's a stagnant contracting sector. Uh, and this is a global story. I mean, um, the Irish PMIs actually remain you know, well above the PMIs elsewhere in Europe. The, the, the I said the Irish index was at 48.2. If you look across the world, the UK was at 45.2, and the Eurozone is at 43. So they're much greater... Uh, much greater contraction activity in those two economies so what we saw in um, the primary factors behind the weakening uh, the further weakening in Irish manufacturing conditions was um, a significant decline in new orders and falling output and you know, they are two of the major components of the overall index and I suppose what was worrying in particular was new orders fell at their fastest pace in a year now the weakness in orders you know, it was both for domestic and overseas orders it really affects due to demand conditions globally higher borrowing costs and we're also seeing you know um leaner inventory strategies by by manufacturers and, and, and by their customers and what i mean by that is you know we had disruption to supply chains over the last couple of years that's been largely resolved we had a lot of stock taking uh, particularly in sectors like pharma for vaccines in the ict sector in terms of Computers, um, and semiconductors, etc. That's largely complete. So you have now actually within the strawberry, we can see falling stock levels for outputs, falling stock levels of inputs, much leaner inventory strategies, and you overlay that with weak demand conditions, and you're seeing this ongoing decline in uh, new orders. An ongoing decline in output. It's uh, it's gone on for a year, uh, and it's it's much more pronounced to say in the in the rest of Europe than it is in Ireland. But with falling orders, you know, you know that would not signal that we're going to turn this around anytime soon. And we're also seeing other factors such as a steep fall in order backlogs in terms of unfilled orders, and for the first time, uh, employment stagnated in the sector. Now we know the economy has been characterized by strong employment growth and by high levels of job job vacancies, and it has slowed this year. But employment c- continues to grow because of the high level of job vacancies. So it's it's significant enough that employment numbers stagnated in the se- sector in um, October. Now, uh, notwithstanding that, um, you know firms remain relatively optimistic on the outlook for the next year. I mean, it, the optimism has eased somewhat from, from you know, fairly high levels. So the outlook for the last, next twelve months remains relatively upbeat. Um, so the other thing to note in the sector is. Uh, a lot of focus on inflation pressures these days. Now inflation pressures have come off a lot in the manufacturing sector over the last um, six months. There's been falling in import prices, falling in for prices. In October we saw a slight rise actually in import prices and that simply reflects the impact of higher fuel prices. We've go back to the start of July or mid-year, oil's around $70 a barrel It's since risen to above 90. So that, that's reflecting higher transportation costs now and higher fuel costs for manufacturers. Uh, but at the same time, uh, the price of other raw materials continued to decline. And in fact, the factory gate prices of what manufacturers charge uh, continued to fall. So overall, I would say, despite the slight rise in fuel costs, you know, the price pressures on the slide in the manufacturing sector, downward pressure there.
0: Thanks, Ali. Moving to the AIB Irish Services PMI, how did this key sector perform in October and what is the outlook over the coming months?
1: Yeah, there's been a marked difference in the performance of the services sector and the manufacturing sector for most of this year. We've seen very rapid, ongoing, very rapid growth in in the services sector, but it has been slowing down now since the early summer, uh, and that trend continued in October. So the index fell to fifty two point six. Now that's down from fifty four point five in September. It's still consistent with growth but it's moderate growth in, in the sector so and it was i think the sixth or seventh consecutive fall in the index so it's coming off very very high levels so the pace of growth has definitely moderated. and again that's in line with um trends elsewhere in fact we've seen the services sector in europe which had been growing okay in the first half of the year move into contraction territory in the second half of the year so again if you look at the irish index at 52.6 in october in the eurozone the index is 47.8 in the uk is at 49.2 again um i mentioned the weakness of orders in uh, the manufacturing side that's now become apparent in the uh, services side there's a marked slowing in new business in october and indeed there was an outright decline or contraction in new export business and that goes back again to um, softening demand conditions very much being blamed. We can see the impact of ongoing, I suppose, high inflation over the last 12 months. But more particularly, um, what's been referenced in both surveys is the impact of higher interest rates. So, the the again, in terms of other indicators that are other measures that are covered in that survey, we've seen the pace of backlogs of uh, unfulfilled business. That decelerated quite considerably, so much slower growth in backlogs of work, and also uh, much slower growth in employment. Employment, you know, at the weakest pace in nearly three years. Now, those so the sectors still continue to sp- expand, but there's a slowing new business. There's a slowing a loss of momentum in employment. Uh, backlogs of work are not rising at the pace that were earlier on the year. So definitely clear signs of. Um, a loss of momentum in the sector. And the survey, like the manufacturing sector side, the survey is broken down uh, into four subsectors, and there's quite marked divergences in the performance of the, of the sectors. On the one hand, um, the tech side, media, telecoms, and financial services, those two sectors continue to expand rapidly. But business services, and in particular, transport, tourism, and leisure, saw contractions. And the the contraction on the transport tourism side was the fourth straight monthly fall, so that sector has lost a lot of momentum. Um, so this is a, this is services are certainly losing momentum, still growing but not growing as strong as they were uh, in the earlier part of the year. In terms of inflationary pressures, you know, the ECB and others have been referencing that while on the, the good side, there's a clear slowing in inflationary pressures. Uh, they remain elevated on the services side, and that still com. You know, that, that came through again in October. Um, while inflationary pressures eased in services, they remained elevate, elevated. So there was continuing upward pressure on import prices from higher wages, higher fuel costs, et cetera. And these higher operating costs continue to be passed on to consumers in terms of our customers, in terms of higher selling prices. Now, I'd say the rate of increase has eased, but it still on a historical basis remains strong enough. So overall, um, you know, the services sector is definitely slowing down, it's continuing to expand, but there's a clear loss of momentum reflecting, uh, in particular, a softening of demand conditions uh, in the services sector. Thanks, Olly. What does this mean
0: for the Irish economy going into
1: next year? Yeah, um, now we had, we've had we had data in the last few days of the Eurozone showing that the economy there may be going into recession. Now, it's a very, very mild recession. So... Uh, I'll reference how weak the Eurozone data were, uh, and the UK is, you know, barely expanding. In Ireland's case, there's been a marked loss of momentum in the economy this year, but it's primarily down to that very sharp fall off in um, manufacturing activity in both pharma and ICT. Uh, and that's that's reflected in the IB PMI's uh, manufacturing data there. Um, it's likely to, the, the underlying economy will continue to perform well. The slowing in services suggest the economy will continue to, the underlying economy will continue to grow, but definitely a loss of momentum there. Now, looking into next year, I think what, what we're seeing here impacting in terms of the economy, if we leave aside the the, the correction of the pharma and the ICT sector, it's come that's coming down from very elevated levels of output last year and the previous year, which was related to COVID. So you can think of the high level of production of vaccines, the big demand for ICT products, that's normalizing. um, And that is just a a, a reversion to probably more more sustainable levels of activity. What we're seeing on the services side is a general slowdown in growth. And I think that reflects the impact of high inflation over the last year, depressing demand, and high interest rates, but we have had good news in the last month in particular, both here and in elsewhere Square, in the Eurozone, in terms of inflation falling back. So the Irish CPI rate, or sorry, the Irish inflation rate, which got close to 10% last year, it fell back to, I think it was 3.5, 3.6% in October, we've seen the headline Eurozone inflation rate fall below 3%. And the corollary of that is markets are now thinking that we're finished in terms of the interest rate increase we've seen over the last couple of years. They're certainly convinced the ECB is done. They're increasingly convinced that the UK, Bank of England is done. There there may be a further increase in the the States because that that economy remains strong, but even markets are beginning to doubt that. But what we've seen over the last month, uh, and particularly over the last couple of weeks, is markets Starting to price in actually rate cuts for next year, and not only that, bringing in the rate cuts to start maybe as early as April. So, markets are pricing in that rates could be cut by nearly one percent next year. So, we'll get rate cuts. What they're pricing in is a rate cut in April, a rate cut in the summer, a rate cut in October, and moving towards possibly a rate cut in December. So, the factors you know, the high inflation and the high interest rates that have been the key factors. Uh, as well as let's say what's going on in terms of uh, more normalised management of inventories or or greater focus in terms of inventory management, Um, that may well reverse next year. So you look at forecasts and while I think the expectation is that economies will pick up momentum over the course of next year. So the low point may be in quarter four this year into the early part of next year, and then economies begin to pick up momentum as inflation continues to decline, and central banks, uh, now the central banks are warning we've got to keep interest rates high for a prolonged period of time uh, to dampen inflationary pressures, but markets are looking at declining inflation at this stage, weakening weakening growth, and think central banks will be in a position to start start easy monetary policy next year. And if that comes through, uh, it should lay the foundation for a uh, pickup in the pace of activity, Uh, from let's say next spring. But we're gonna see, I mean, these are October data. Uh, We can expect to see weak data, certainly into the early part of next year. The orders are still weakening, and it will take some time for the fall of inflation and uh, to materialize, and also, you know, central banks may be slower than the markets, expect to cut rates, but it's likely we will see rates come down um, at some stage over the course of 2024, which will help lay the foundations for some strengthening in activity as the year progresses.
0: Ollie, thank you for your insights and thanks to our customers for listening. To stay up to date on financial markets, please press the subscribe button to AIB's Market Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Take care. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Banks PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. AIB NI is a trademark used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC